Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearless Parenting Today, yes, we're back with Debbie Godfrey. And she's going to unpack that third crate of positive parenting and talk to us about the importance of discipline over punishment. So without any further ado, here's Debbie Godfrey. And this, so this does lead into the third bucket. Oh, you know, I was going to say that, yeah, because this is going over into that third crate about, about <laughs> discipline over punishment. Yes. I, I love it. Go, go ahead. Knock that out. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, this is why it is so key that children learn best through play, through fun, through positive encouragement, through acknowledgement. That's their modality of learning. Why do we think that we need to make them suffer or pay in order to learn? There's no evidence for this. What this is doing is setting our children up for a punitive, like the justice system. That's where the punitive system belongs, Mm -hmm. is in the adult world where people do bad things and that they do need to be punished and pay for mistakes they make. Children are not criminals. They do not need punishment. They need guidance. They need support. They need redirection. They need repetition of positive things. They do not need to suffer in order to learn. That's an absolute fallacy. Well, you know, and uh, with with a lot of the boys that I work with and with my kids too, there are consequences to your actions, both Absolutely. good and bad. And you know, you you forgot you forgot your lunch. Hey, there's a consequence to that. You said, well, what's going to happen next? Well, I'm going to bring it because you can't rescue them from everything. And so there are consequences to their action. But I like the word discipline better than punishment because discipline comes from the word disciple. Yes. And you you disciple them. And, and, you know, Christ called people out (laughs) when they when they were doing things that they did not need to do. Uh, but but he spoke the truth in love, but he discipled them. When they got off the path, he put them back on the path to where they needed to go. Uh, Christ forgave and forgot. The parents, a lot of times, we forgive, but we don't forget. And, and we hold things over our children's heads for the longest time. They need to know that it's done, don't they, Debbie? I mean, I I, I tell my boys, I tell my guys, you know what? This, is, this has been handled, it's over with. I'm not going to be holding it against you. Absolutely. And apologizing for mistakes we make as well. We, we yell, we make mistakes. Who, why do we think that children should be perfect? They're, they're born needing to learn these things. And we have had a lifetime of experience and we still make mistakes. So yeah, I think it's very uh, egotistical to kind of think that our children should be perfect in some way that they're not, because that's their, their whole job is to learn and our job is to guide them. And I love your analogy of bringing Jesus into it because I, when I think about some of the things that parents do or that I did before I had parenting classes, the yelling, the screaming, the spanking, and I try to imagine Jesus doing something like that. There's no way, there is no way he would ever behave that way towards a, a child or even any human. He, like you say, he forgave those 
that did him wrong even. And, and so looking at that, like that is a great guidance for positive discipline is, is seeing how much love and support he would give to everybody and anybody and trying to follow that is definitely a, a, to me is a, is a guide. And, and I just, I know that the research shows it, but also intuitively and empirically in my own life, seeing how much better my children do when I'm, when I'm positive, when I'm, when I'm encouraging them in a positive direction, when I'm love, loving, what, when, what you were talking about, when I allow natural consequences to teach them mm-hmm. and what I like in those circumstances, especially because natural consequences are the best teachers of children. Like nothing teaches our children better than experiencing how the world works. So when that child forgets their lunch and they go off to school, the natural consequence is they're going to be hungry. And Mm -hmm. so they'll learn. Now, now the other thing about that is if we're always rescuing our children, and in this case, if I rescue my child by taking their lunch to school or something like that, I'm robbing them of the experience of learning how their world works. And in this case at school, they'll probably borrow food from their friends. They might go get money from the school. You know, this mm-hmm. a lot of schools now just provide food. They don't even, you know, charge. I know here where we are that all children get a meal. Like they don't even charge anymore for it because they want to make sure children are fed. And so you they're they're learning how to utilize their the resources in their world. And if I had overdisciplined that I wouldn't, I would be robbing them of this experience. And so it's important that our children experiences the the consequences of how the world works. And in my view, I want to set myself up to be the safe haven Mm -hmm. that comforts them when they've experienced that big, bad world out there. See, see what I think a mistake parents make is they think that they need to mimic the punishment that comes from the consequences in the world. I think that's a mistake. The the, the consequences. Well, that, but it's just, it's just that the consequences get them. Why do I need to do that again? Or why do I need to, to do that alongside of? Whereas if I put myself in the position of being the comfort and the safe haven, when my child comes home from school after experiencing forgetting their lunch, I'll be like, wow, what did you do? You must be really hungry. Here's a sandwich I have ready for you. And I'm their comforter. So children now view my home and my presence as a comforter, a safe haven connection. Yes. And that, that brings the sense of belonging, which is a basic need. All of our children, all humans, we all need to feel that we belong. This is one very clear way as a parent that I can create a sense of belonging in my home is by being the safe haven when they're learning hard lessons out in the world. And this is one of the things that will help our children resist things like gangs and drugs yeah, and bad people because they absolutely. go into those things to look for belonging. They do. And, you know, I, now, you know, I know we probably got some parents listening to say, well, you know, sometimes you have to exercise some tough love. And while we were talking uh, earlier before we started the interview, you know, I, I saw a young man come in our church one day. He, he was just showing out with his mom, with his sister. I mean, he, he was being, openly disrespectful to his mother, openly disrespectful, poking fun at his sister. And I was doing handouts for a Royal Ranger camp out. I'm in my Royal Ranger uniform. And I just felt led of the spirit. I went over there. This mom had no idea who I was. I said, excuse me, man, let me borrow your son for a moment. And I went, now nobody else 
you, you can hear some grumbling. I went, I growled, and I said, listen, it's not what a man's supposed to do. A man's supposed to look out for his mom, for his sister. You don't treat other people like that. You never disrespect a lady, and you never say anything to them that's going to hurt their feelings. Do you understand me? Well, yeah, no, no. Do you understand me? Yes, sir, I understand you. Uh, okay, let's go back over here. I think your mother deserves an apology. See, I know you can do better. So I'm going to hold you to a higher standard. You know, Debbie, my dad told me when I was young, he said, see, son, I know you have a capability of living up here, so I'm not going to let you live your life as if you were down here. And that's kind of what I did to this uh, young man. And he went back over and he apologized to his mother and sister. His mother almost fell out. Oh. How? 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 <laughs> because sometimes, and I know I'm probably going to get in trouble with some of my audience here, but I'm a firm believer that when it comes to a boy or a teenage boy, one of the best things that they can have is a model. And if that, if there's a dad in the household, that dad needs to be that role model, what a man is supposed to be. Yes. And you're, what you showed was what we call kindness and firmness. And so putting those two things in balance is incredibly important and what and you did that so well so you very firmly <laughs> told him what the world is like and what's expected of him and what needed to happen but you did it in a kind and loving way where this where this is a problem is if he goes home to a father that beats him and that's not respectful while trying to ingrain the le- instill the lessons and that's where the the line gets blurred is when there's extreme punishment along with that then the message gets lost the message it gets does. lost it does yeah. and i've had families where uh I, I had no idea i had one young man he he wrote a letter to me and, and my staff to say hey you know if it wasn't for role ranger ministry you know i would have taken my life and he had a father and mother at home but what he did is wednesday night is where he came to meet his fathers. And, you know, moms and dads, if you're out there participating in youth-related programs and everything, you have such an excellent opportunity to mentor and speak into the life of a child. I encourage you, if there are programs that you can volunteer, get involved in, you might have a moment with a child that's a significant moment that stays with them for the rest of their lives. But moms and dads, uh, hey, it's not too late. Maybe you've been that parent that, you know, you kind of took the discipline thing too far. It's not too late to get back on the right track and do the right thing because it's the right thing. But I just wanted to state, sometimes you Sometimes I've been known to growl a little bit. I told my sons and daughters, I mean, my son and my daughter, I said, now, if I call you, stop, because we're just practicing for an emergency. But there have been times when they're about to walk out in the street and I tell them to stop, and it's loud, but I got their attention. Car passes by there. I said, that's why Daddy said, when I speak in this matter, you freeze where you are. Yeah. And so there, there are times, but you can't do it for 
everything. You can't be screaming and yelling. You stress yourself out because you're not perfect and you can't expect for them to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's you want to save that because that fight or flight instinct, It what it does is it sends a whole stress response through your child's body. It shuts down their thinking brain. So you want to save those for if they're about to get hit by a car. You want to be able to yell and have them stop. But if you're yelling all the time, you that yelling makes no impact on them. They tune it out. They numb down. They dumb down from it. And so you don't actually have any effect. So you definitely need to pick and choose and wisely use a loud voice and, and any extremes like that. Most situations don't need that. But absolutely, there's a there's a thing called the one minute scolding. And I always say to the parents oh. who take my positive, <laughs> my positive parenting classes that it's a, a natural result of when you start to learn positive parenting, you become a lot more flexible and, you know, talk a lot more. And, and, and at a certain point, if you're not keeping that firmness in equal balance to the kindness, the kids will start to walk over you. And that's how you know it's time to add some more firmness to the discipline here. And and so what happens is that, that this will happen if you're being too, too kind, too flexible over time, they start getting too mouthy or too whatever it is. And so then you do this one minute scolding and you just lay down the law to them, just like you were just doing to that boy. And then you do that for 45 seconds. Here's what I need. Here's what I expect. This is why you have to do it. This is what you've got to do. And then for the last 15 seconds, you soften it and you say, what I love about you is how you you show up as a mm. leader. What I love about you is how kind you are to your sister. And you bring in the acknowledgments at the end. And that's where we fail as parents when we're punishing. We punish wow. them and we stomp off mad. And the child is left punished and unloved. And so we need to, we need to leave them it's intact. Not it's not over because they're wondering when is this going to be over? And, and it just lingers. Oh, I love that. I love that. That That is a good word. Moms, dads, this one minute scolding. Hey, you know. But you always end it with the 15 seconds of love. Don't forget that part. That is so key. <laughs> and a lot of us don't and we should. Yes. You know, uh, Debbie, I, I really do appreciate you. You you brought a lot to my parents. I hope and pray that I could bring you back at another time. And, and uh, if you ever want me to come in on your podcast, because I, I definitely want to talk with you again, because there, there are so many things about positive parody that all of us need to hear. And uh, it, it's, it's just food for us as parents, because Moms and dads, you don't have to be perfect. Matter of fact, you're not going to be perfect. And the sooner you're okay with that, the better you are. But you can go out and get help. There are people like Debbie out there that would love to help you. She has a podcast, and I'm going to link to her podcast in the podcast description. Hey, go out, listen to her, continue to listen to me, but listen to her, okay, Because and expand your knowledge base and pour things into yourself. Build yourself up. It, it's sort of like being on an airplane. You got to put your mask on first before you put it on your child. So put that mask of knowledge on yourself 
expand who you are so that you can become the best version of yourself. Uh, Debbie, tell us, where can they find you? They can find me at positiveparenting.com. Really easy to remember. <laughs> oh, that's definitely easy to remember. And again, I'm going to link to her podcast so that y'all are able to find her and her website so that you're able to find her. Yeah, well, the, pos- the Positive Parenting Pep Talks podcast. And so what it is, it's three to five minutes. That's it. Because a lot of times parents don't have a lot, you know, this like this wonderful 40 minutes we've taken to go in depth. These are quick everyday inspiration. Start your day off with a positive parenting pep talk and you'll find you'll have a better day. And it's on all kinds of topics, one every day. Well, I tell you what, that that one minute scolding, I'm going to borrow that (laughs) from you. Uh, I'll be talking to my staff about that and my parents about that. Well, moms, dads, guardians, we've come to the end of this interview. And I want to tell you, as I always do, go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. And Debbie, thanks again for being on the Fearless, Fearlessly Parody podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Stan. Uh, you are more than welcome. Okay, that concludes my interview with Debbie Godfrey. Please, please check out the podcast description where you will find a link to her website. So until the next episode, God bless.